You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Saturday, October 13, 2018, and we read from Hebrews chapter 4. One of the images in today's reading involves the high priest. In ancient Judaism, the high priest carried the sins of the people. On Yom Kippur, the high priest would enter the holiest of holies, the inner chamber of the temple which housed the Ark of the Covenant, and would make atonement for the sins of the entire community. He alone could offer the sacrifices and thus cleanse the people. The high priest carried their own sins as well. Here, Jesus is the high priest who had no sins to carry, yet willingly takes on the sins of the people to free them of their burden. As you listen, you may want to consider what burden you would like Jesus to carry and take away. Let us listen to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Because God's Word is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, it penetrates to the point that it separates the soul from the spirit and the joints from the marrow. It's able to judge the heart's thoughts and intentions. No creature is hidden from it, but rather everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of the one to whom we have to give an answer. Also, let's hold on to the confession since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, who is Jesus, God's Son. Because we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses, but instead, one who was tempted in every way that we are, except without sin. Finally, let's draw near to the throne of favor with confidence, so that we can receive mercy and find grace when we need help. Wednesday nights, I lead an adult Bible study. The curriculum I chose was a video-based program which did not require advanced reading but encouraged conversation. Specifically, it invites participants to share the roots of their own faith life. The speaker's style often drives me crazy, but we do get into great conversations. The other night, the speaker talked about the things we like to keep hidden about our lives. 
stuff from our past which produce some form of guilt or shame. Perhaps a word shared which we wish hadn't been spoken or an aggressive reaction to something which required patience. We carry these memories in our hearts but bury them where no one can see. He then invited people to share with the group something they like to keep hidden. Silence fell over the room until one person said, Why would I share something I want to keep hidden with a group of people? Good point. There are good reasons to share what wounds us. It's just that a group format is not always the best place to do it. The class session reminded me of how much of our lives are hidden, not just emotionally, but biologically. We have no clue what is taking place under our skin. A person can appear and feel fantastic, but a random visit to the doctor reveals a significant health risk. Sometimes, the unknown threat is not discovered until it's too late. When a disease is discovered, we go to a doctor. Sometimes the treatment to make us well requires surgery. The surgeon will take a scalpel and cut into our bodies. The objective is to cut away the sickness from the healthy parts of the body. Not many people would choose to leave an illness untreated if surgery would help bring healing. The surgery suggested in this text is a spiritual one. Very few people enjoy any medical procedures. Spiritual operations are equally terrifying. Who wants the thoughts and intentions of their heart judged, especially when the image is of cutting joints from marrow? Yuck! Hope is found in the last verse of today's reading. We approach this operation confident that we will receive mercy and grace as needed. Therefore, this spiritual surgery involves cutting out the guilt and shame we carry hidden in our hearts and replacing it with grace and mercy. Now, who wouldn't want that kind of operation? I know I would. you to consider making two lists. The first list is of your accomplishments. The second list is of your failures or times you wish you had done better. Which of those two lists are longer? How do you cope with the wounds of your past, and would you elect to have a surgery which removed your guilt and replaced it with mercy and grace? I invite you to take this time to pray. Perhaps today is a good day to speak to God about what burdens the thoughts of your hearts and ask for it to be replaced with grace and mercy.
Let us listen one more time to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Because God's word is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, it penetrates to the point that it separates the soul from the spirit and the joints from the marrow. It's able to judge the heart's thoughts and intentions. No creature is hidden from it, but rather everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of the one to whom we have to give an answer. Also, let's hold on to the confession since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, who is Jesus, God's Son. Because we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses, but instead, one who is tempted in every way that we are, except without sin. Finally, let's draw near to the throne of favor with confidence, so that we can receive mercy and find grace when we need help. Let us pray together. Jesus Christ, light of the world, you promised to shine light into our darkness. Help us to see this light is not to expose us to criticism, but take away the burdens which try to keep out the light of your love. Take away the darkness of guilt and restore us with the joy of your salvation, so we might be made new in you. And teach us to be a light to others who also dwell in darkness. In your loving name we pray. Amen. Now may God grant you freedom, may Christ set you free to love, and may the Holy Spirit go where you go and protect you on your way. Amen.